0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Move Your Mind. My name is Nick Brax, and this is a podcast where we have real conversations with real people and give real advice. On today's episode, I spoke to Nathan and Ben, who are two of the co-founders of Speak and Share. The idea of Speak and Share originated early in 2021. At this time, they knew people were struggling. There were major impacts happening from the lockdowns. They were entrenched in isolation, and this led to significant changes in their lives. The three of them knew that they wanted to positively impact the community, encourage vulnerability and build upon a positive community culture. The great thing about these guys is they are so down to earth, they speak from the heart and what they're doing is applicable to people from all walks of life. I hope you enjoy the episode and thanks again for supporting Move Your Mind. If you'd like to learn more, you can purchase the Move Your Mind book at nickbrax.com book or you can join the Move Your Mind community at moveyourmind.me. Nathan and Ben, thank you so much for making the time to come on my podcast. We we're just joking before that it's taken a long time to get here, which it seems to happen with a lot of a lot of the guests, and uh, always hard to coordinate, and especially between time zones and whatever else. But you know, glad to glad to have both of you on here.
1: Beautiful, yeah. Thanks for having us, mate. It has been a bit of a, a bit of a journey to get here, but we made
0: know, it. Yeah, we keen <laughs> as we made it. We made it. No, I appreciate it. Yeah, it looks like you guys are both, you know, you're doing amazing things with with Speak and Share, which I'm super excited to, to learn more about. Um, before we go into that, I'd love to just learn about you guys and, you know, a bit of your backstory. So I don't know who wants to go first, but if you guys want to take turns just giving me a bit of a, um, yeah, a bit of a background about, you know, who you are and how you got to where you are now.
2: Yeah, well, we're both from Mornington Peninsula, um, which is southeast of Melbourne. Um, Both school teachers, I studied teaching and exercise science at Australian Catholic University up in Fitzroy, so out near Melbourne. Um, Finished uni end of 2020, Nathan and I went to school with each other, uh, played a bit of footy with each other as well, and yeah, now we find ourselves running Speak and Share, which we started close to two years ago now. Yeah, and just jumping on that,
1: like the... there's another guy that we do speak and share with called Mason, um, and the three of us during the Victorian lockdowns, we were yeah lucky enough to go up to the Northern Territory to play footy, um, and the three of us all lived together, and yeah, we were friends but that being together during that time really brought our friendship closer um, and I guess during that time a few things happened, so um, my parents split up during that time and Ben and Mace lost one of their close mates to, to suicide, unfortunately, so um, that really formed a really close bond that we have with each other now um, and realistically that led to us starting Speak and Share so um, the three of us went through quite a hard time and eventually we just came together whilst we were teaching and we said you know the three of us have a story to share we're young males um, we might have an opportunity to create an impression on our wider community um, and yeah here we are almost two years later um, yeah trying to trying to bring as much awareness to mental health in a positive way as, as possible.
0: Yeah, which is incredible. And, you know, I'll ask more about speak and share in a, in a sec because, yeah, super interested to learn, um, you know, in detail about that. But I think, yeah, just it's amazing that you guys are doing what you're doing. And especially uh, for men, you know, I've been in mental health in this industry for over 12 years now. And, you know, there's a lot of awareness, but I think people don't realize uh you know there's still a lot going on behind the scenes and there's still a lot of men that are struggling and aren't talking about it and I know from experience that like what you guys are doing it genuinely helps and it saves lives like it's it's so important so um I think it's amazing what you're both doing and to go through that experience and to be able to talk about it and then put it into you know practical action and you know there's not many more meaningful things you can do so I think it's really really amazing um appreciate that yeah. So I guess like one of the questions that, you know, when you went through that experience and, um, during, uh, lockdowns having, you know, I guess with, you know, parents breaking up and losing the friend and how how did you personally, um, manage that experience? How, what was that like? And how did you, how did you work through that?
2: Yeah, it was pretty tough. Like me personally, um, it was 2020. So the three last, as Nate said, got up to Darwin, escaped Victoria and um, got up there. I did my final placement for university up there. So I was working at Halebury, um College up there doing my, my final placement. And um, my mate took his life two days after I'd finished my placement. So I was in, pretty, in a pretty good mindset. I'd just finished uni, just finished placement. I was pretty up and about. Um, then got a call um, from a friend back in Melbourne explaining that my mate Josh had taken his life. So um it hit me like a truck to be honest i was away from my own family and then josh's closer friends and his family um so it put me in a space in a space that i've never been into mentally um and we say it all the time like growing up i didn't really know what mental health was what it looked like you don't really learn about it in school so to get a call saying that one of your best mates um, has taken his own life hit me pretty hard and i struggled probably seriously struggled for about three or four months um after hearing that news um yeah, it was in a pretty dark spot and still gets me today even talking about it. Um, Yeah, it's pretty tough. It was tough. And obviously, Nath experienced um, his parents putting up about three months prior to that when we were in lockdown uh, in in what do you call in, it? In quarantine. In quarantine. Yeah. Um, before we got up there. So, yeah, it was a pretty full-on three months for us. Yeah,
1: and I think touching on mine, like, I think it was two days into us having to do our quarantine stint. So, you know, we were caged in an area where like we weren't able to go out or do anything I was just like with two of my mates and um sort of to get that call was yeah pretty terrifying like as a kid I've always said like always been so proud to have parents together mm-hmm. and, I mean every time you heard like oh little Johnny's parents are split up like you'd feel so bad for him but you'd just be like so proud that your parents were together and hoping that would never happen to you but um I guess going through that and being away like we were out there to have fun and like have a good time and play footy and there's so many opportunities that we got to do and I tried to bottle it up as much as possible and um, for, like, a lot of it, apart from when I was alone, like, I did a pretty good job at, like, hiding those emotions, but when I came home and, like, ended, like, pretty much a new life, I really struggled. So, um, yeah, that led to some pretty deep deep and dark thoughts and, um, yeah, it led to me, like, distancing myself from a lot of people and not really enjoying the things I'd always loved doing. But, um, yeah, so I sort of had a breakdown where I sort of turned everything around because I had so much support around me
0: yeah absolutely which um yeah it's such a process to go through and and you know like you're saying not a lot of education about this growing up we're not taught this often by our parents we're not taught in school we're you know have to almost learn through trial and error and it's why it's so important that you know we're talking about it and trying to educate people from experience because a lot of people just don't even have the self awareness to know what's going on so it's um it really is you know super important to be having that conversation um was it the the kind of thing that um you guys experienced growing up that i guess as men and um you know in in life in general just wasn't talked about wasn't something you know with your mates on a broader sense in footy that uh, you know emotions and things like that were sort of not yeah. talked about a lot? were Not really.
2: Um, well, the two of us played, foot, played footy growing up and Nate's still playing footy now. And um, stereotypically, footy clubs are environments where males particularly don't talk about what they're going through. Um I think it's definitely getting better. Footy clubs are doing a lot of work now in regards to their own players' welfare and mental health. Um But yeah, when I first started playing senior footy, which would have been four or five years ago now, it wasn't really spoken about, but it's definitely getting better within clubs post-COVID. Yeah, that's
1: great. Absolutely. And even if we think about school, like I can't remember now like ever being taught about mental health in like, you know, maybe like surface level, like this is mental health but you know, mm-hmm. never learned about how it can affect you and what you can do to um, overcome those challenges. But definitely now like there's been a lot of funding to try, put programs in place to educate students um, and like it's as important as ever coming out of lockdown. But um, even if I think about growing up, like seeing my parents like split up you always grow up thinking like your parents are invincible and you know like nothing will ever faze them but to see them in like a real vulnerable place and see the emotion like that really did take a toll on me as well
0: oh absolutely and I think yeah it's crazy it's crazy that we're you know I think it's the most important thing we should be taught and that you know the school system is pretty archaic and a lot of it's outdated but we you know we're not we're taught all these a lot of things that we don't often need in the real world yet we're not taught literally essential things Mm -hmm. um and yeah I think like like what you're saying and we can see with parents and a lot of you know figureheads in general in life we think that they have something that we don't or almost looking at them like they're not human and as you know in that situation of having the parents split up of course that's you know horrific and you know, so many things to deal with, with that. But I guess one of the outcomes would be the humanizing of, hey, my parents are hu- a, a, a people like me, they have emotions, they have struggles, they've got, we've all got difficulties. And I think, again, where we just don't talk enough in general about this stuff, so then it can come as such a shock. But we need to everyone, we're all human, you know, we all every single person, no matter who you are, no matter what position you're in, you're going to have the same sort of you're your own version of the same struggles. So it's just yeah so
1: important absolutely and that's what we're trying to normalize um yeah. from our point like we want everyone to know that you know we might all we our challenges might be different but we're all going through something and we can all lean on each other to get through that challenge and everyone's got their own story
2: and you should feel comfortable embracing that and telling people how you're feeling and what you've been through it should just be completely normal and yeah I,
0: guess, I think oh sorry mate.
1: yeah i was jumping on the back of that like everyone's got their own story but um like not every, everyone's story. So, someone might lose their friend to suicide, but there shouldn't be any value on whose story is more important or not because it will affect each and every individual person. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. I think that's a really good point. And, you know, it, and uh, uh, story, I think it's the most powerful thing storytelling because it's no, no one's, you know, got the answer. I think if someone's out there saying, oh, I've got the solution or, you know, I've got some 12 step program that's going to fix everything, you know, run a million miles because, Everyone has a story and we're all, you know, got flaws. We've all got positive things, but we can learn and it's so powerful. And, you know, we tell ourselves behind the scenes when we're struggling that, you know, we look at, and especially with social media and things like that, looking at, um, you know, the highlight reel of other people's lives and saying, you know, what's wrong with me? Why is their life so much better? Why do they cope so much more easily? But as soon as you hear a story from these people or and it, you know, humanizes them then we realize oh we've all we're all going through similar things and it just it yeah it helps so dramatically so yeah, yeah super important yeah, I'm great more. you learn so much i
2: love hearing where people have been what they've been through how they got through it how they didn't get through it, what that what's their barriers been and yeah you learn so much from interacting with others and what they've been through for sure
0: yeah massively massively um so yeah can you guys tell me a bit about speak and share and sort of yeah where where it's at what you're doing um whatever yeah. else
1: yeah, so the the journey of Speak and Share has been, um, yeah, the three of us working as school teachers at the time, and um, things were tough within schools and within the wider community. So we said to each other, you know, how can we help? How can we make a difference? So it started off by just making an Instagram post with a logo, um, and to be honest, we had no idea really what we were gonna, what we were going to become or what we were going to do, um, but the reception. that post was incredible like people were sharing it around and um commenting and stuff so that gave us like a lot of faith and um yeah during COVID, we made quite a few like skits um trying to normalize like mental health scenarios and then yeah one thing led to another we um eventually became a charity last year and we've just been working on our school program which we launched a couple weeks ago um we've been running our sporting club program and we've got an employee program so taking our program into workplaces and connecting um yeah, those employees on a more personal level rather than just um, that surface-level relationship. But, yeah, we got some big dreams. Like, we really want to normalise and change the culture of mental health so that um, no one has to really go through what we've been through or people just feel comfortable through speaking and sharing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And how, how has that process been every step? Has it sort of been just continual learning as you go, I guess, and thrown in the deep end and discovering things. And um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I love these kind of stories where it just, you didn't even know what it was meant to start out as. And it's become, you know, it's crazy to see that in that short amount of time, you're already where you are now. Imagine in like 10 years time where you guys could be. Yeah, it's been a wild journey.
2: When we just put up the Instagram post, we sort of had some idea on what we wanted to do. It was during lockdown. So we said, oh, we like the Inspired Unemployed and how they go about it. Um, So we put some skits up and they did really well. And then um, we made a video where we sat in my garage and sort of talked about our own stories and what we've been through. And it's pretty emotional video, pretty raw video. Um, And we're pretty anxious about posting that, obviously coming from footy clubs. We're like, oh, the footy boys will probably give us some slack about this. We posted that up and it got really good reception um, from a lot of people that we didn't know through social media. Um, and it was probably after that that we sat down and said, like, we've got a really good opportunity to capitalise on this. Um, and it sort of grew from there. We've got a board now that have helped us dramatically with the business side of things. Um, two years ago, we were like, oh, we'll start this business. It can't be that hard to make a business. But there's a lot of work involved in it. Um, and obviously getting the charity status as well, that was a massive application process. Um, so we've learned so much about ourselves and then what business looks like as well. So it's been an amazing journey so far. Um, I'm pretty keen to see where it takes us. Yeah, and the
1: cool thing is, like, we get to learn something new every day. Like, we've literally never, ever run a business before. Um, We're just teachers that, like, play footy and, like, are good mates, really. So um, what we've been able to achieve in almost two years has been, like, pretty cool. Like, we've absolutely worked our asses off. And, um, yeah, it's been a pretty big sacrifice. But we think um, Speaking Share has, like, the opportunity to be around for quite a long time. And, um, yeah, we got some dreams of, like, doing a tour around Australia and capturing people's stories and, um, we even see the potential for our message to hopefully be heard, like, globally. Um, yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, like, way down the journey. But, um, yeah, we're super ambitious and obviously, like, passionate. So, yeah, I think that's what, that's what's working well at the moment. Like, we've got a lot of energy um, and we're putting that into our community. And that's why people, yeah, are engaging with us and are interacting with us.
2: I think what we've learned as well yeah. through our reach on social media is that everyone struggles for mental health. Everyone has it. Um, when we first initially started speaking share, we were just purely going to attack men's mental health. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, yeah. but a lot of audience now and from the beginning has been females as well. It's probably 50-50 and from all age groups. Everyone's got it. Um, and, yeah, there's a massive opportunity for us. Yeah, um,
0: Massively. A- exactly. And I think it's so needed what you're doing and so authentic the way you're doing it. You know, there's no sort of level you can't take it to Uh, are there are there some are there common things that come up with people you're hearing from about what their struggles are or what they're you know wanting in terms of help or you know that kind of thing are there common things you're sort of finding you that come up from the work you're doing Thank you so much for supporting Move Your Mind. We're expanding the offerings of the organization and we're tailoring everything we do to suit you guys and to try and answer to all of your needs and the questions that you send in. The book is available globally. You can find all of the links at nickbrax.com book. And we've just released the Move Your Mind community. We've currently got a men's community group, a women's community group, a general group. We're going to be lo- loading up other groups And you can find all of the links at moveyourmind.me. This group's been created based on the needs of what we've heard and learnt throughout running Move Your Mind. And we have live events, we've got courses, we've got huge amounts of value, the ability to share information, share ideas, work in groups together to, to grow and share your learnings, to learn about different topics. You get email reminders. There's a whole lot of features in there. We're constantly updating it and we're so excited to share it with you. You can find all of the information about it at moveyourmind.me. Um,
2: well, there's a wide range of things, to be yep. honest. It depends what age group we're talking to. Um, yep. Nathan Knight, the footy club we play at, a lot of the younger kids struggle with career paths. They've just finished mm-hmm. school, been in lockdown for two years. They're not really sure on what path they want to go to. A lot of them are good football players. I they think they're going to get drafted. They don't get drafted sort of thing. Um, and then you speak to people in their 25s, early, mid-20s, which is the age that we are now. Their financial Financially struggling or financially stressed, um, and you move into the older brackets as um, people are having affairs and all that sort of issue. So there's a wide range of issues. It just depends who you who you're talking about, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think like even if you think of the younger group, like um, like
1: the twelve to thirteen year olds, like obviously bullying bullying is a thing. Um, and then like stable stable houses and um, families. You know, it's very generalized, but. Um, I think what we've learned is that there aren't too many dissimilarities between people. You know, these problems are very common um, and the way that we go through them aren't too dissimilar to each other. So being able to talk about that and like hearing someone else go through something that you're going through, um, yeah, it doesn't make you feel alone, which is a powerful thing.
0: Absolutely. Um, And for both of you guys, have you um, got things that you do daily that help? You know, keep keep you balanced, like exercise, meditation, whatever it is. Do you are you both able to give examples of you know what you personally
2: do? Mine's probably routine. um yeah. I'm incredibly strict on my routine. The boys give me a bit of slack for it, but I go to bed pretty early every night, or try to um and if i'm up past 10 p.m i get pretty agitated we had a tennis night a couple of nights ago and we we're up past 10 o'clock and i was stressing hard so <laughs> routine is crucial for me um and then exercise as well i try and get to the gym or I try to go for a run every morning just to clear the head um and also a bit of a weird one but boys can be stuck as well I make my bed every day um if i've had a shit day at least i know that i've achieved something i've made my bed so I wish Nathan do the same because his room is a bit messy, but <laughs> I'll I never, ever make my bed. Um, but
1: this, yeah. for me, like, I use the ocean, like, as an outlet, I guess. So um, whenever things are getting, like, on top of me, I know, like, to go for a surf or go throw my head under the water at the beach and um, exercise, obviously, like, running, playing footy, going to the gym. Um, yeah, just being active, like... We're very, we're very similar and we do a lot of things together, whether that's going to the gym or going for a run. Um but yeah, we're pretty intact with how we look after our mental health and I think we can read each other pretty well as well now. So being like close mates, if you know someone's off, you're like, all right, let's go do this or let's do that sort of thing. Almost too well. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like, yeah. Being best mates and then like being in a business or, yeah, running an organisation together, um, you get on top of each other's skin a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's a good point as well. How 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 is that to manage? Is that sort of a balancing act, or you're pretty used to it now? I guess you sort of know each other inside out, so it's probably fairly normal. But is it, can that be a challenge to to sort of manage yeah, that? Well,
1: sometimes when we're working, so we've just moved into an office now, which is like a huge achievement for us because <laughs> we were working at Ben's house for ages. And being at Ben's house, it gets to like 3 30 and he may have had enough of us. And he's
2: like, all right, call it. Time to go home, boys. And yeah. he's like, yeah, <laughs> he's out the door. So yeah. Um, I think we've been pretty good though, to be honest. Yeah. We haven't really clashed heads too often. Um yeah. but we're only two years in. So ask us in five years and see where we're at. <laughs> sort of like, yeah, it's pretty surreal to think that you can like work with your best mates like every day. Um,
1: so we're so, sometimes we pinch each other, like we get to do this and do that. Yeah, it's pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're getting to do something so meaningful with your best mates, and yeah, it's pretty, pretty amazing um, thing to be able to do. So, so yeah, and no, I really appreciate you guys coming and sharing, sharing all of that. Um, if people, if our listeners want to learn more about Speak and Share, we'll put all of this in the show notes. Um, yeah. What's where's the best place to send them?
1: Yeah, so we're trying to build a massive community on Instagram. Um, yeah, so it's Speak Double Underscore Share. Um, and that's where we do all our posting and um, that's where we get most of our engagement. We're building our TikTok platform this year and then obviously through our website, www.speakandshare.com. Um, that's where we post a lot of our stuff about our programs and the opportunities to be part of Speak and Share.
0: Yeah, great. Well, again, for anyone listening, all of the links for um, Instagram, TikTok, website, et cetera, will be um, in the show notes so make sure to check it out so we we finish um every episode with five closing questions so because we've got both of you guys on here um we might just take turns at who wants to answer
2: yeah. um
0: each question these are you know not not anything too crazy not gonna throw you under the bus too much here but um I know. <laughs> or maybe i should maybe i'll just change these up and try and give you something completely, completely out of out of the ordinary um no but the the first one, um, whoever, I don't know, you guys can choose who wants to answer this first, but first one okay. is um, what's what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind?
1: I've got
2: one. Or um, you can
0: both answer them as well. We can do it that way. Mine,
2: mine's probably Auskick. So an AFL program that they run in Oz um, for kids that wanted to get into footy. My um, old man used to run it um i remember waking up with him every 5 30 5 30 every saturday morning and going down to that and hanging around for the barbecue um and eating a few snacks probably too many snacks it's probably my best childhood memory um in now in everyday life i don't really get the time to do that with my old man and i forget that regret that now that he's getting on now yeah um so yeah that's probably mine yeah mine's similar like i remember
1: dad pushing me on my first wave up in noosa um in Queensland, so. Catching my first wave with him. So, like, probably the only childhood memory that really comes to mind. Yeah. Pretty sad.
0: Love that. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think is currently the biggest burden on mental health in society?
1: Just, I think, education, um, yeah. a lack of education. So, especially within schools, there's still a massive opportunity to educate students on what mental health is and how you
2: can um, deal with those challenges. Um, I'd go the same education there's not enough not enough being done within schools Um, they're getting better but it's still nowhere where it should be I think personally there should be a mental health subject um, whether it's primary school or secondary school this is what mental health is this is what it looks like this is how you start the conversation surrounding mental health um, which is what's integrated in our school program but I think it should be in the curriculum these
1: days days, kids throw the terms like around so openly like oh I want to jump off a bridge and I want to like and they just throw it around so loosely, but they don't have like an understanding of the impact of those words. So um, we need to get in from a very early age and educate them on, you know, the impact that those words can have.
0: Yeah. yeah, 100%. I think until we until that happens, we can't really, you know, make proper sustainable long-term change. It's just, you know, these things need to happen. They, they're going to happen at some point, but hopefully sooner than later, we can really start hammering that education and, you know, from an early age. Yeah, uh, what's your personal definition of happiness? It's a 10-year anniversary of Underbrax and we've relaunched with the classic white pair. We've also got new styles coming out super soon. We're donating a dollar from every pair to mental health, currently to one in five. You can find all of this at Um,
2: Probably goes under like the proper health definition of being um, fit, which is your mental social, physical. When I'm doing well in all those aspects, I'm pretty happy. Yeah. Um, if I'm mentally switched on, if I'm physically active, if I'm doing well socially um, and emotionally as well, I'm pretty happy. So that's probably more a mix of, yeah, the five dimensions of health, I reckon.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty similar. So like feeling confident and comfortable within my,
2: within my own skin
1: um, in all aspects of, of life, whether that's relationships or um, friendships or, you know, well-being at home or physical health and such
0: yeah and I think it's a good point I mean it's like I always talk, talk about you know the common sense things are the things that we often neglect and it sounds simple but it's just looking at you know like like you're saying even going to bed early getting enough sleep like sleep it's critical you know if we're not sleeping enough we're not gonna feel as clear we're gonna probably not exercise as much and then we're gonna feel more lethargic and probably eat badly and you know just it's it, Just these simple things, like really just being honest and assessing what am I doing, you know, like uh, am I actually looking after myself or am I neglecting that because I've, you know, got too many other things that are consuming me. It's so important.
2: I think that's what a big thing that people have learned through lockdown as well, especially in Australia. Two years being at home, people have realised how important it is to check in with yourself and look after yourself. Um, Like a lot of people down our way going to the beach every Saturday morning. A lot of people are doing yoga now. A lot of people are doing meditation. Um, Whereas pre-lockdown, it wasn't really that popular. Um, So it's good to see people are focusing on themselves post-lockdown.
0: 100%. Uh, What are you most afraid of?
2: I'm extremely afraid of dying.
1: Um, Yeah, like the thought of it absolutely freaks me out. Um, So yeah, like as as soon as I think about it, it's like, yeah, I get really scared. But I guess... Yeah, we're put on the earth to make a difference, and um, being in this position through Speak and Share, like we're obviously trying to make as much of a difference as possible. So, maybe if you ask me that question when I'm 80 years old, I might feel comfortable in what I've achieved. So,
2: yeah, yeah, It's probably getting better with it, but fear of judgment, I reckon. I'm actually a pretty anxious person. Oh, lost you. Oh, are
1: oh,
0: oh, you no. there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. Can you see? Is that working for you guys? Uh, yeah, our screen's
2: yeah, just jumping around a bit. Yep, Mine's um, yeah, yeah, probably fear of judgment. Uh, I'm a pretty anxious person. If I meet someone for the first time and then go away from the conversation, be like, geez, did they like me? Did they not like me? Did I say something stupid? Um, so that's probably mine. Getting better with it, but it's still yeah, a fear.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, that's, yeah.
1: How about,
2: you,
1: how about you? What's your?
0: Well, mate, I would say the same as you. I am fucking terrified of dying still, you know, no matter how much, how, you know, old I get or whatever. It's just, uh, if I think about it properly, if I like think about the finality of it and I'll just, you know, I, I can't, it's hard to accept. So that's probably the biggest one. Um, probably that and, <clears throat> uh, the what ifs. So I just try and live my life by if there's anything I want to do or say, or try and achieve, I'll just try and do it because I don't really care if I fail at things or things don't go my way. But if I, 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 I'd be terrified of you know being 80 and looking back on my life and thinking oh what if I did this or that so that's that's probably the other the other big one
2: yeah sweet I think we're starting to learn that as well you just got to take it on if you fail you fail like you gave it a shot you know, I, um,
0: I think it's you know it's even part of this mental health conversation of like all of these things that get put in our head and the conditioning and you know fear-mongering and messages and you know, things people are projecting on us because they've been conditioned to think in a certain way. There's no right or wrong, but if you want to do something, just do it, you know, like what's the worst that can happen? If it doesn't work, then I'm sure there's going to be a solution, you know, that you can find. Like we get taught that the the risk is so gigantic that we just shouldn't try and do anything where it's like, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, if you sort of prepare yourself for the worst case scenario, you can only win. So it's like, and, and even if it doesn't go your way, you learn something anyway. So it's, you can't really lose.
2: Exactly
0: right. Beautiful. Um, so final one, um, what, are, what are you guys most proud of?
2: Yeah, this is probably
1: a question that we don't actually, like starting speaking share, like we haven't even stopped to like
2: think about what we've sort of achieved. But um, I'd probably say starting this movement, I'm not satisfied with it yet cause we're pretty hungry for more. But I'd probably say, yeah, starting this this journey, Um when we first started we were just like should we just stay as teachers do that for the next 45 years of our life but pretty proud that we've just taken it on um we didn't know where it was going to head as we said at the start but i'm pretty proud of the three of us for just jumping in it and seeing where we go yeah i'll I like i jump on the back of that i like, completely
1: agree but on a more personal level like i'm really proud of my sister um she went through like a bit of a hard time um in her younger days with. Um, like anorexia and stuff, but she's absolutely thriving now and um yeah, I'm really proud to see her journey. So that's a more personal level.
0: Amazing. Well yeah, thank you both for for sharing that and making the time to come on here and, and just being so open and, you know, what you guys are doing, it is amazing and you both should be proud of it. And it is like you're saying only at the beginning. So, you know, I think you're gonna do so many things that are going to help so many people and um, appreciate what you're doing. And yeah, thank you again for, for making the time to have this chat. Oh, thanks for having us. For having us. Mm, appreciate good. it. Thanks to Nathan and Ben for joining me today for Move Your Mind. If you'd like to learn more, you can join the Move Your Mind community at moveyourmind.me, or you can purchase the Move Your Mind book at nickbrax.com slash book.